are drinking your gay dad spiked seltzer, and yes, you are. I am indeed. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, our our local the the only market in this town uh-huh. has it. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm surprised by that because they don't usually have a huge selection of different things. Well, they actually they I hate to contradict you, young lady, but they are in the seltzer business now. They are. Oh, you don't you, you can't go there because everybody hits on you when you go there. Too many men hit on you. <laughs> Because you're too, you're too hot for that store, so men can't help but be hitting on you. Because you're I just arrogant like yacht bunny from Lexington. Wearing a lot of makeup, generally. sir. Are you looking at me? Do you do you used to set up your camera at the gym to find people checking you out? Are you <laughs> no. one of those? Yes, you definitely no. were. No, yes, but were. I just don't generally like wear a lot of makeup to the store because mm-hmm. it's weird. But somehow still, it creates weird interaction. Totally slim because people think I'm like a weird prostitute or something. Or that I want to talk to them about IPAs. I don't know. Are you are you turning <laughs> tricks at the store? Also? <laughs> Beside the point. You can pay me for my opinion on IPAs, which is not educated on IPAs at all. Or um, <laughs> that's it. That's all I do. So I'm the, that kind of prostitute. The Babylon Bee has been um, fantastic, and uh, there they've had three different posts today. All three of which I wanted to retweet, two of which would get me fired. But the third one is a picture of Vivek Ramaswamy. <coughs> looking no for- longer in the presidential race, honey. Right. Looking forlorn in part of the White House. And it says, um, Trump promises Vivek an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. And it's got like a makeshift 7-Eleven in the White House as well. Oh. So, so um, and... The, <clears throat> I think that's hilarious. I looking looking at the replies. This one guy says the B is better than this. Another blue check says I like the B, but this was kind of in poor t- taste. Um, uh, sorry guys, that's joke, pretty lame. The joke obviously isn't that Vivek it, should right. be running a Seven Eleven. Says chill, y'all doing Vivek dirty with this one. Right. The the joke is that Trump, that Trump is so insensitive that he would have him doing the Seven Eleven. Right. Taco Bowl. Do you get it? Right. You know the same Trump who like said the like Jews are good negotiators like that kind <laughs> of guy. That's kind of Trump is has no sensitive. That's the whole point. But you know even if it were that Vivek runs a Seven Eleven, who cares? It's a it's a it's a, a it's a comedy site. Right. Like I, I, I'm sick of this. Like Apu was a good character from The Simpsons. And they got rid of it because you can't have that because it's a stereotype. Who cares if it was a stereotype? They're stereotypes. That doesn't mean everybody's getting hurt. You know, you know, you're not allowed to do that. That's a dangerous stereotype. I'm sorry. I do stereotypes with Italians all the time. I just did for the All You Can Eat podcast. The new episode is up there. For an Italian guy I knew who was very stereotypical Italian. I'm sorry. And neither he nor any other Italian I know would care at all that I said that. In fact, would think it's awesome because they all think they're awesome. All of the guys I knew and grew up with thought they were awesome. But you can't have this soup, dude. Bad taste. Morgan says he thinks Vivek would think it's funny. I think so, too. Absolutely. Yeah. The joke is about Trump, not about Vivek, Even who's a biotech engineer. So he has no, like, I don't think he has any sensitivity on this front. Like, well, I don't think he thinks the Babylon Bee should, thinks he should be running a 7-Eleven. Well, and also, there's nothing. It's so you know what it is. It's so suburban white woman. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because the suburban white women, college educated women, 
look down at the 7-Eleven guy. They look down on that. Where other people don't. But they truly do. Oh, don't just don't say that somebody of Indian descent um, might, might be working be. at a Seven <laughs> Eleven. That, that's such an insult. Well, no, it's they not. Be, the people who run Seven Elevens are awesome. No, I know. Um, yeah, that's what I'm they're saying, saying like, because they really do look down on that. They're classist. You know, they're saying no, no, no. Don't say they're all doing that. Some of them are just like me who live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and have Range Rovers too. Okay, right. It's just like going looking for a victimhood thing. It, it, I just, I, I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of comedy not, not being allowed to be funny. Who cares? The Apu character yeah. was like one of the only decent characters in the thing. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that the uh, Irish mayor was drunk and, you know, there's some other, all sorts of other things happening? Well, that one doesn't matter because Irish people are white. So Flanders uh, is a, a, a goody two-shoes, an annoying pain in the rear end Christian. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> They they slander my people. The good Protestant reverend is a jackwad in the whole thing. So true. It's like, just come on. I'm just, just, I'm sick of it. But in hilarious news, Alice, we've got more cocaine in the White House. Uh-oh. Indeed. We're, how do we have more cocaine in the White House? I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, I know. I know <laughs> you didn't. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to get... Back from my messages, where Bella is asking me how I'm doing. All my my DMs, like in Twitter, are essentially are are Twitter bots or like Ukrainian fake prostitutes with Venmo. How do you know they're not just really beautiful women who are fans of talk radio? I know how this the dynamic <laughs> between me and God works a certain way. Justin, cocaine residue found on Hunter Biden's gun pouch in 2018 case. Prosecutors say, mm-hmm. cocaine. Residue. Federal prosecutors urged a judge on Tuesday to reject Hunter Biden's efforts to dismiss the gun charges against him, revealing that investigators last year found cocaine residue on the pouch the president's son used to hold his gun. No, not you Hunter. Imagine, you imagine that cocaine at the White House? Wonder who's that? Well, how come we'll never know? We in pressing in pressing for the case against President Joe Biden's son to proceed. Prosecutors said the strength of the evidence against him is overwhelming and pulled back against Hunter Biden's claim that he is being singled out for political purposes. In addition to incriminating statements Hunter made about his drug use in twenty twenty in his twenty twenty one memoir, investigators found a white pottery substance on the brown leather pouch he used to store the gun after pulling it from the state police vault last year. Prosecutors wrote an FBI chemist determined it was cocaine. Uh oh. So, like, how many times? Not only that, between that and, you know, him, now we find out that he's actually selling the art and the White House isn't vetting anything. It's like, how many scams, this is, how many middle fingers to the establishment Beltway Media do you have to get? I don't know, sorry, I'm fighting a baby. Okay, (laughs) okay, I'll move on. You tell me to fill sometimes, and I do. Okay. I'm going to move on here to Vladimir Putin. Well, we didn't do any Iowa caucus on here. Okay, but we can. I, okay. I, I'm using them, doing the newer stuff first. Okay. Tells Vladimir us nothing Putin. but Vladimir Putin. a part of Russia. That's why the voting results were like that. This is an obvious thing. That's why the voting results were like this. I always talk about this. Nobody can force you to come to the polling station. 
Probably, everything can be rigged, just like the previous US elections were rigged through mail voting. It is clear that it was voting by mail. They bought ballots for $10, filled them in, and without any supervision from observers, they threw them into mailboxes, and that's it. But it's impossible to force someone to come. You can't force anyone at gunpoint. If people didn't want to, they simply wouldn't have come to the polling stations, that's all. This is called voting with your feet, that's all. Here they came and voted. What is this other than democracy? The expression of the people's will is democracy. But it, it, am I allowed to say something complimentary about Putin? What? I know that he's a homicidal maniac, but I like the cut of his jib. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is that? I think that he's bleep stirring here, knowing full well that Americans go, oh my goodness, he's echoing what Trump says. Mm-hmm. He's echoing what Trump says. Putin and Trump, election deniers. Once again, it's happening. The left will go above, the, will go and bite at this. It's going to happen. And they're going to believe it, every part of it. It's absolutely going to happen. Am I alone here tonight? Sorry, I'm reading the chat also. Okay. okay you let me know, because I'm talking to you. But okay. you don't seem to be talking back. Okay, I'm sorry. I just, okay. like, okay. You let me know when you're back, and I'll be here. <sighs> I'm here. Okay. So, do you want to do um um World Economic Forum or or Iowa Caucus? Let's do some World Economic Forum. Okay. This is the World Economic Forum. This is the place that's inundated with hookers right now in Davos, mm-hmm. Switzerland. And th- these people, these people in attendance are elites. These people are madmen and women. These people are nuts. Here's one of the speakers uh, slamming uh, Elon. For a long time, I was on Twitter, um, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not a worthwhile place to spend time. And as you said, it is exhausting. So you do have to pick and choose, and you have to think about where the places where you can get your message across. But I am trying to figure out, I mean, I have given up on X, what a scary name that even is, right? Um, and I don't know what the alternative is right now. So the of the social media, I must say that I have happened on Twitter too, uh, so X, because yeah, it, it's toxic environment, toxic. and we talk about, I have no solution on that. The but name X is too scary. Right, and the fact that there's an open forum of communication and content and messaging, that they can't, they just can't deal with that. Toxic. Yes, too needs dangerous. to be shut down. No, I won't use it anymore. I want only my silo of influencers to be heard. Mm-hmm. I think one day it will come the moment of the um, code of conduct mm-hmm. in these places. Because journals, conduct. journalists, if you spread crazy news and insults, and if you, if a journalist says racist things, it can it can be amended. Exactly. Why on so, why social media yes. that they have such big power? We still can because it's new. But I think we, there will be a societal reflection on how information is brought mm-hmm. there. Of course, on X now there is also the X. the policy of the, the of the owner that is problematic. But I think this is a oh, problem right, the of, uh, of the society of the future. The deontology in social media. 
These people are, are so... Are these supposedly the smartest people in the world? Yes. Who are going to rule us? Okay, just checking. Yes, these are the smartest people in the world. These are our betters. These are the people who don't like the information that we're spreading around and who want this to stop immediately. They're very, very worried about this. Um, here's uh, W. World Economic Pro President Brendy. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He says the key words that you just need to hear. This is Jake Sullivan sitting next to him, the security advisor. Of course. You think who may have some other things to do, considering his Secretary of Defense is AWOL, but no. That order seems to no, no, uh, not be uh, the order anymore. We are on the way to a new order, so we are between orders. Uh, do you agree with that, or are there ways of uh, what are we able to keep on the positive side from the old order to bring into a new world order and how can we avoid that that new world order uh, becomes like a jungle growing back and so these psychopaths obviously they mean that they yeah. want a new world order absolutely they want like a European Union but a global one mm -hmm. this is what they, they want Palpatine these are psychopaths <laughs> and they want regulatory and access. no one in their real life has pushed back on them so they don't even realize how psychotic they right. sound Although, day to day yeah Jake Sullivan I don't think likes being in the chair next to hearing this guy say this <laughs> we rather uh, have uh, order based on international law and the uh, principles that have brought us prosperity and uh, freedom uh, for decades i guess and maybe this is the the old um kind of teacher in me coming out i think of this a little bit more about a transition of eras rather than a transition of orders but the two are kind of cousins of one another the reason i draw the distinction is because i don't think the international order built after 1945 is getting replaced wholesale with some new order um it will obviously evolve you see how a, uncomfortable it, he was he was like yes. i don't want to say new world order because that exactly. will scare people and that's exactly. why i'm saying eras instead of orders yes. because but the other person hasn't gotten the memo yet that the people have caught on to the phrase new world order yeah because the conspiracy theorists out there um might start spreading disinf disinformation like we're talking about a new world order <laughs> it has evolved multiple times over the decades since 1945 but I do think in a, in a more sharp and distinctive way, we are moving into a new era. And God, these people are disgusting. Going to these big events with the, uh, all these parties, breakout rooms, hookers everywhere, drugs everywhere. Uh, uh, you know, all of these people living like lavish kings while they're lecturing all of us. Uh, we need to, you know, turn the, the heat down in the winter. They're such disgusting pukes. And they're so freaking out. They think that they are royalty royalty and we're going to plan we're going to do central planning from davos and let the plebes know how they can live better lives according to ours you know they handle these are the same people who literally did policy for the uh for covid these are the same groups these are the same yeah. think tanks who said yes it behooves us to be six feet apart who now uh, they, they, they're like we just made up six feet apart right actually. we know you made up everything we didn't know sorry about that sorry everybody had to die sorry about that and your businesses have to be destroyed but you got to we, we, we created new vocabulary and pie in the sky things and we we uh got the vaccines out through a lens of equity and these people are puke they're what psychotics I talked about in my remarks that we are, you know, the post-Cold War era. Hey, dude, get back here. Freaking pseudo-intellectual incompetent. Mm -hmm. The foreign policy of your place sucks. You said that there was peace in the Middle East right before October 7th during one of these things where they... I know, and then the magazine you. edited your article. Right, right. 
This is the Warlock Newman Foreman, the Center for Democracy and Technology. I think you just know where this is going. In this big election year, what kinds of safeguards and measures are you thinking that companies and countries should be trying to implement as they get ready for elections? Sure. Well, I'll pick up on a theme that I think you were just getting to, which is one of the most crucial intervention points is how we surface authentic, trusted sources of information. You mean what like are, the ones telling us a Hunter Biden right, laptop? Was but listen fake, to the right? language, how we center surface surface yes but she said um she she said crucial intervention points how we surface Mm -hmm. all of this jargon it's supposed to be the jargon of the sophisticates these are the people know but these are heavy thoughts these concepts are um these are uh cosmopolitan and refined concepts that we here can speak to each other in this way and john Kerry can speak to each other this way don't expect those idiots who work for a living you know, those idiots who at 7-Eleven, as a matter of fact, people like, don't expect them to understand. We've got the heavy, weighty ideas here, which is why you have Bill Gates walking around the world talking about freaking, uh, you know, um, what's that called you, when you get a vac- vaccines around the world? Mm-hmm. He's so interested in medicine now. And you're absolutely right that the media has a critical role in this. Some of the tech companies do. If you're a search engine or a social media platform, I think it is your duty to help surface the trusted sources of information. Surface again. Mm-hmm. Surface those. Trusted sources of information. Like what? Like what is that exactly? It means the government sources of information. That's right. Or progressive academia. That's it. But we spent a lot of time with election officials, helping them understand how to... Remember all the sources of information that were surfaced that were proven to be wrong? Oh, yeah. Or maliciously wrong, intentionally. Not just like... I mean, I think some, not all, but some of the public health things were like honest mistakes. Like they just got stuff wrong, right? And then punished people for disagreeing with it. Um, well, or they things, didn't know, or they went yeah. to the safest fallback. Right, but, I mean, like, the Hunter Biden laptop stuff, that absolutely was just malicious. Well, right. They, and they went were happy there to... and said, like, we're sure that this is Russian information, Russian disinformation. Right. And it is absolutely real. And now they everybody acknowledges, either quietly or loudly, that it's real, but nobody argues anymore that the Hunter Biden laptop right. is not real information. And they were happy to surface information about Trump-Russia collusion that hadn't been vetted and that was uh, absolutely proven false. Right. That, to, that had to be surfaced. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Navigate this new normal and how to boost... These people navigate this new normal. Shut the frig up. God, they're just like sniffing each other. It's gross. The trusted place to go to for your polling information. How do they rapidly respond when there are mis- or disinformation campaigns going on in their jurisdiction? And really, that is a crucial element. And there's some low-hanging fruit there. Um, again, forgive the U.S. focus and the, the study I'm about to cite, but one piece of research that my organization did looked at um, the domains that election officials were using. Were they using a trusted.gov domain or something like springfieldvotes.com? And only one in four election officials in the United States was using a trusted.gov domain. Wow. Trusted. <laughs> Remember a healthcare.gov? <laughs> trusted. Trusted government domain. Yes. It's got the seal of approval. Can you imagine that? Right. Talk about like places that don't have a, a free press. No, it's trusted. If it says .gov, who's deciding this crap? I know. Anybody can <laughs> register domain names. Who's deciding this crap? Is it the guy? Um, is it Rachel uh, Levine, you know, with his uh, dress and grotesque looks? That's psycho because he's got a .gov domain. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. 
freaking these people are look the freak out. That is low hanging fruit. And thankfully, the Biden administration is focused on this as one of their areas to prioritize. How do we shift election officials over to trusted domains, those trusted pathways so that they can be putting out this authoritative information and have an anchor point for reporters to turn to and the tech companies to turn to to make sure that good information is getting out there. Mm -hmm. So when we say, you know, what are the intervention authoritative information and have an anchor point for reporters to turn to and the tech companies to turn to to make sure that good Information is getting out what an a-hole so though when we say you know what are the interventions there are some places like that that really feel like we can be moving on them quite quickly um and then i would say you know say when we look at the other again. points of influence in the ecosystem i mean a, legislation and regulation is certainly important as the minister was touching on but given the time sensitivity right now i will say as my theory of change i'm very focused on what the companies can be doing mm. and i think there's a conversation to be had around the generative ai companies what their products are able to generate whether they're automatic labeling as you were surfacing whether they surfacing. have usage and content policies as you were that- surfacing my goodness surfacing how does she use that so many times they love hearing must it too be a new it word I oh guess. yeah keep saying it surfacing are you surfacing i'm surfacing are you surfacing i'm surfacing we're all surfacing by the way it's chicken in the oven uh, the, in my, the toaster what's up you want to know when your thing is getting here that's the question let me take a look at the Amazon. Let me continue with her while she's surfacing. Let me surface when the Amazon package is arriving. Stop people using them for mass uh, political targeting campaigns, for example. Do they detect that type of behavior and have a policy against it? OpenAI has announced such a policy, for example. But then there's also the social media platforms. It doesn't really matter if someone creates a manipulated image if it's not being distributed to the masses in a way that's actually going to shape the election. And I think one of the pieces that is underreported and so crucial. This one, she said, be be afraid. If it's not being distributed to the masses in a way that's actually going to shape the election. And I think one of the pieces that is underreported and so crucial. You need to shape the elections. Mm -hmm. These people are so arrogant that they say this stuff. In could care less that it's right. going to be spread to the world. They don't even hear themselves. Yeah, it's amazing. They it's just like the new world order thing that Jake Sullivan, because he's a little closer to like the regular politics. He noticed. Right. He like bent over backwards to not actually say the words "new world order" in a row. Um, but yeah, they they don't even hear what they sound like when they say this stuff. Hey Sally, yeah. there's chicken in the toaster. It's all done. Good to focus on right now is even as we're living in this heightened threat environment, a number of the social media companies have actually been scaling back their investments in trust and safety, in particular around elections. And trust and safety. In -hmm. other words, censor Donald Trump. Right. That's exactly what that means. These people are so dangerous. It means Donald Trump's running again. So code red for everybody. And she's a very pretty lady, this lady. But that's the whole aesthetic. Clean, grand. Uh, attractive. I know it's w- still not saying how many. Well spoken. Saying how many stops. Ways. Yeah. It'll s- say when it's ready to say it. Surfacing. <laughs> These like infraction points. All of the the weaselese they use. Those that are still keeping up the work are facing more political scrutiny and pressure to disband those efforts than ever before. Yeah, like that psycho who sang the Mary Poppins song, who was going to mm-hmm. be the disinformation person. Like, we need more of those efforts. Trusted sources like .gov, 
Freak you, lady. So in the United States, for example, right now, we have congressional investigations and lawsuits against people that study mis- and disinformation about elections on social media platforms. There is currently an injunction in place stopping the Biden administration from communicating with social media platforms about interference threats on the topics of elections. That's yeah, right. Because we have a free speech law in America, you lunatic. Yes. You- because the government's not allowed to tell social media platforms to censor things. Yes, the government is not the, the 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 government is not the regent who has more rights, you know, given by God by birthright. It doesn't that's not how this works, right? I mean, and it's another example of like how great it is that we have the First Amendment in this country because other countries don't, you know. And like we've talked about this before, how in England they'll like literally arrest people for hate speech and stuff, and. I don't know when it's going to get here. It says by 10 p.m. That's all I know. Um, you know, that that we actually have free speech laws in this country that other countries don't have. Because in a lot of ways, other countries are like as free as the United States in many ways. Sure. You know, like most like England's not throwing political prisoners in jail. Oh, like, free Russia's. speech. Well, it- well, yeah, I mean, it's getting there. But but generally speaking, they're not like the way that Russia is or like North Korea well, right. is. Right. But when you can see in these free speech issues, when some of these countries like do veer towards that in ways that are really uncomfortable. And I think like the social media platform stuff is in that category, because if you don't have a First Amendment, then there's no problem with the government and of the course. FBI communicating with Twitter about what to censor. You know, there's no issue there. So that's really it's. Thank goodness our founders thought ahead a little bit, because that's like really the only thing standing in between us. And oh, yes. And authoritarianism in a really serious way. Oh, absolutely. Here's John Effing Carey. And right now, solar and wind kill fossil fuel, particularly when you look at the true cost of that fuel. You, you tell me the cost of the ocean warming from coal dust. What's the cost of the acidification of the ocean? What's the cost of the 7 million people a year who die because of the bad quality of air that is coming from coal burning? Else, um, what's not happening to seven million people a year dying because people use coal? That's correct. These people do not. They want to believe it. They just say it. They throw it out there. The acidification of the ocean. Shut the freak up! God, I hate these people. God, I mean, you run the list suffering. of real costs. This is a no-brainer. No, and we have to do a better job of putting those. God, these people suck. All of I them. I mean, suck. I do think there is a case to be made. Uh, this is sort of like a classic economics problem, right? There are things that are essentially like public, right? That they're, you know, that they, they kind of belong to everybody, like clean air, right? Sure. So it's not like it's very difficult to control. Like if somebody pollutes the air, you know, you can't control it with the free market. Whereas if you like dump hazardous waste on my property, then I can settle that with you financially like whether in court or whatever if you dump hazardous waste and ruin my property with your hazardous waste like nobody owns the air it's nobody's property but generally speaking i mean a lot of economists economists particularly like more conservative economists think that the way to solve these issues is with more sort of property rights right 
like people own chunks of land along right. the Mississippi River. So if you pollute the Mississippi River, those people hold you accountable. Sure. The more that you make things into property, the more there is like a mechanism to account for those costs. And then you do account for those costs. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the and I'm a big fan of like preserving nature, but a lot of the best preserved nature is private property. Like we have state. But you know what? But stuff. that guy, that POS mm-hmm. was just speaking, John Kerry flies across the globe every freaking week. Right. He is a big freaking hypocrite. He lives in huge houses. Why are they all exempted? While they're all exempted, I don't want to hear a GD thing. Until he lives in, a, in an apartment, one bedroom in Mattapan, I don't want to hear an effing thing of why, how the rest of us can't consume energy. Right. It's just it's disgusting. Here's Harvard University disinformation expert Naomi Oreskes on Trump's misinformation circulating online. Uh, he had over 30,000 false or misleading claims in his... Can you imagine that they're actually using this piece that's like out of the Washington Post? Right, the Trump- number of misleading claims. Right, which is... A- Where, what's Biden's counter at right now, by There's the way? no... They don't have one. <laughs> Only Trump gets this. In the, this is a city where Joe Biden has been a politician for 55 years and has had to drop out of presidential elections races because of his all claims, all of his lies. Right. This is a city full of liars. But no, it's just Trump. Just the outsider is the only person who's a liar. It's been well written about. Uh, he had over 30,000 false or misleading claims in his four years uh, as, a, as a president. If that comes from the top... Is that part of the issue and the problem as well, Naomi? Yeah, absolutely. Please tell us. Please tell us, yes. And so she's going to do it. Absolutely. I mean, and it's one of the reasons this issue has become so vexed in the United States, because now ordinary people are getting a lot of disinformation in social media, almost much of which is coming from... What kind of people? Ordinary people. Ordinary people. <laughs> That's right. In other words, Those not dumb like people, people are getting here. too much misinformation. Not like people here. We're getting all our information properly from the New York Times and the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. But the ordinary people are getting around the Times and the Post. Private sector interests, but then it gets amplified when it gets reposted and resent by ordinary people who think, oh, this is interesting. I'll, I'll pass this on. Ordinary right. people. Um, but then it's also being amplified at the top. And this is one reason why I'm glad we're here talking about this at the World Economic Forum. Was because, it, like, for instance, would an example of that be that uh, Border Patrol officers strapped Haitian refugees? <laughs> that be an example? Yeah, or I'm reminded a little bit of this by Obama. Do you remember during his campaign when he said, you know, sometimes the people are nice people, but sometimes they like listen to the wrong radio stations yes. and stuff. They need to help us so that we don't do stuff like this. But yes. it's an interesting topic to me because our buddy Mike from Hartford, who was on WTIC today, was um, upset because he feels there's an uptick in people believing that the world is flat, that mm-hmm. the earth is flat. Which, I think there are people out there that think that. I don't happen to believe that the Earth is flat. But, like I said to him, like, I think a lot... It honestly doesn't matter if people think the Earth is flat. Right. Why does it bother some people if other people think the world is flat? Who cares? If you go out there and... I mean, like, for the most part, for all intents and purposes, in your day-to-day life, like, the Earth is pretty flat. Well, yeah. Right? Like, for for what I need to know about it, it's flat. I'm not flying a plane along a great circle route, so it doesn't really impact me day to day. Like, I don't have to, you know, deal with the fact that it's ra- I It doesn't bother me. Like, right. actually, through a lot of history, a lot of people have believed the Earth is flat. It doesn't, and nothing, oh. nothing happened. Like, and, yeah. 
you know, and like, who cares? And I think there are a lot of things like that. I think the more I talk to like more people on the earth, even like adults with important jobs and stuff. And I think a lot of people believe a lot of really wacky things. Oh, insane absolutely. things. And sure. the world just keeps going. It doesn't matter. People can believe nuts, crazy, wrong things all mm-hmm. the time and nothing bad happens. It's okay. Well, yeah. No. I mean, and these people demanding that we conform to whatever piece of information and whatever truth construct that they've created and then we finding out that they're that they lied to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason why I don't know if ivermectin is good and bad, but the fact that the CDC told me it wasn't good for COVID tells me that probably it's more good than bad. You know, right. I trust Joe Rogan more than the CDC. I do. He doesn't have an agenda. They do. Right. So I, I think that- he took it himself. So yes. Business community has a big role to play uh, in challenging this, because one of the things we've seen in the United States is we have a small sector of what I'll call bad actor private sector agents, and we know who they are, um, who are responsible for the vast majority of disinformation. And the rest of the private yeah. sector is just... I think I'm part of that, Alice. I believe I was just... Uh, my name <laughs> Are we is- the bad agents? Yes. Your Sitting ears on the are side ringing? Yep. And they're just not saying anything, and they're biting their tongue because, well, maybe they liked President Trump for other reasons, because he cut corporate taxes. And so I think the private sector has largely stood by and allowed a lot of really damaging things to happen, things that in the long run will not be good for you know, liberal democratic capitalism. And so I really hope that the World Economic Forum will take this issue on board and think harder about the role that the private sector can play in standing up against disinformation, uh, even if they might like the fact we, the problem is not just to say you Right. And so in other words, the information that she doesn't like, theories she doesn't believe in, censor everything. It's been that- well written about. Uh- well, and if it's so obvious like that the earth is round to you then go ahead and prove it to the people who think it's flat so this is easy right but the truth is it's actually hard to prove that the earth is round because most people don't like look at the earth from a distance or anything so right but this this thought is already getting Mm -hmm. enfranchisement because these are elites Mm -hmm. and so it goes to a journalist like rachel maddow who said this after trump won the prime the uh, the Iowa caucus last night. This is Rachel Maddow's uh, reaction. This just for a second. Oh, um, can't. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, we will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, we will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, the reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is- right. So, and I, and I know that was low, but, but we've all decided that when Trump talks, he's lying. Unlike all the other politicians whose speech will take in full. Right. And they're not going to platform him anymore. <laughs> as, though, as though that's how people hear Trump talking is from MSNBC. Well, but also you know what? Just, if I miss NBC, won't play him, then no one will know he spoke, right, honey? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's silly, but yeah, we didn't even we haven't even talked about the Iowa caucuses really yet. My prediction was correct. Ron DeSantis came in second, contrary to the polling, which had him in third behind Nikki Haley. Um, Trump won over fifty percent. I um, Vivek dropped out. 
any other like big headlines oh, from that. By they the called way, the races oh, too oh, early and all the decisions. Jake Tapper pulled away from Trump coverage as well. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses if these numbers hold. The biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest. A relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice. You hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. <laughs> so I like that. So Tapper's now going to talk over Trump when he's saying mm-hmm. anti-immigrant stuff or stuff that Tapper doesn't like. People are just so absolutely gross. Here's Nikki Haley from last night making an odd statement. I can safely say tonight... Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Oh. Says the person who came in third, by the way. So. So incredibly tedious. I mean, so now I got... Silly though this is, now next week we go to New Hampshire where we see who comes in second there. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I guess so. That's what it is. (laughs) We find out who the main non-Trump candidate is. We haven't. That's the only question that remains here, right? I mean, like there are Haley people who think Haley can win New Hampshire. Do you yes. think Haley can win New Hampshire? Uh, no, I don't. I do mean, some people Trump, think. Do you think Trump breaks fifty in New Hampshire? Now that Christie's out, yes, and Vivek actually is out too. Yes, I think he probably does break fifty in New Hampshire as well. All right, I want to end with a, some good, a good, um, a good cut. Todd Bowles is the is the coach of the um, Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. They are playing, um, I guess they're playing Tomlin, the Steelers, I guess. Is that true? And so the media is is all excited about this because Todd Bowles is black and Mike Tomlin is black. So it can't just be a football game. It's a historic first. It's a historic first. And so they asked this guy, Todd Bowles, um, about this. And this is here's a question and answer. Hopefully, this gives a lot on that a little bit. Uh, you, you, and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship was like with them, and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other I think it's normal Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job hopefully he does it and we coach ball we don't look at color but you also understand that representation matters too right and that when you know aspiring coaches or even football players they see you guys you know they see someone that looks like them maybe grew up like them that has to mean something well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. How beautiful uh, is that? We don't like that. That's, How beautiful yeah. is that? The white lady from you know from West Hartford or from Cambridge, Massachusetts said, "Um, excuse me, sir, black man, you do realize that representation matters, right?" Yeah. Little kids, little black kids can now look up to NFL coaches, too, as though like they weren't allowed to identify with or look up to amazing, amazing suburban white women are the scourge in this country. Right. Yeah. No, but it is incredible. The like racism in saying like people that look like you can now be NFL coaches, too. (laughs) Actually, kind of scary, offensive. I don't know. But isn't that the thing? Is it like. Little black kids of 
course can look up to anybody of any color? Well, yeah. Everybody can look up <laughs> to everybody. You know, you don't you don't have to see yourself in a baseball player. I grew up as a Red Sox fan and everybody wanted to be Jim Rice. He was a black guy. We didn't see ourselves in Jim Rice. <laughs> you don't have to see yourself in anybody. You didn't care. Like it just absolutely doesn't matter. And for these journalists to try to force race into these sports where you don't need to have it. You don't need to have it. Mm-hmm. And that could, good for him and for her to lecture him. Ooh, right. I felt something there. I know that the dog whistle is reserved only for Republicans, but there was something there. Hey, listen. Mm-hmm. Help. Listen, coach. I think we both know that representation matters. Maybe you need some re-education. Okay, Alice, what is a hot sauce? That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Two messages today, Alice. Two messages. I think the levels are way off, by the way. Looking at the um, waveform here. No, it's just the level. It's, it's on me. Like one of the two of us is louder than yeah. the other? Okay. Dr. Julio Cheswickita. Oh, wow. Kudos to Alice for predicting Ron DeSantis would come in second Thank in you. Iowa. She's the reminded us. The only person who's congratulated me today. Thank you. It, well, no, you've congratulated yourself <laughs> twice. It's almost like you've done this before, Alice. And for Tom, when you go walking, you absolutely have to carry something with you. It just, uh, you know, you mentioned a baseball bat, but yeah. some small piece of wood that you can use as a club or something because you never know yeah. if you're going to run into some kind of rabbit animal. Yeah. Um, my dad used to carry a squirt gun in his glove box when we were younger because neighborhood dogs that were loose would chase the car huh. and he would put... Um, vinegar and water in it and he would squirt it in the face of the dog running alongside the car and of course the dog would just peel off because it stung Ah. Um, you could carry a squirt bottle with vinegar and water in it i guess but if that thing is lunging at you make sure it's on stream (laughs) and i remember um (laughs) do you not get that joke mist versus stream no I know what mist and stream are on the spray bottle. Well, what he did is he constructed a joke. So if the dog is lunging at you, you make sure that thing's on stream. No? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you have a new car, you can see the blank spaces where the you didn't choose those accessories <laughs> to save money. Humor is one of those things that... Uh, yeah, she's got a lot of other things. She laughs. She knows that it exists. Is lunging at you? Make sure it's on stream. And I remember um, Jorge Quiroga yes. and um, Amalia Barrera. Yeah, but um, I I just thought their names were different. I I didn't understand how you know different they were, but they were just different to me. Sally. Can you let Pepper out, please? Thank you. Yeah, no, they were they were different. Tom, how you doing? Hey, wanted fun. to share some thoughts with you regarding your experiences with the uh, angry, vicious dog coming yeah. down the hill, going after you. I just caught up on a couple of the more recent burn barrels. Yeah, and I know exactly what you were thinking. And uh, telling you, I had a really bad experience as a kid with a with a mean dog. Ugh coming home from literally practice and it, it kind of stuck with me all these years. So 
in more recent times, I've been walking. I would do a lot of walking around the neighborhood. And of course, every now and then, some neighbor's dog or some dog around the block would uh, come at me and at least uh, look like they were going to come after me. Yeah, yeah. So what I started doing was carrying with me one of those yellow wiffle ball bats. Oh. And those things mm. are light. You can yeah. carry them. They're, they're, they're kind of a nice little weapon to have. Huh. And if you whack somebody or some animal with that thing, you can give them a really good, uh, hmm. a really good hit. And it's going to be very effective. So just a suggestion. That's good to know, Phil, because I, I do think that a wiffle ball bat would actually make a loud, the, the, the noise would resonate too. It would sound like it's doing more than it is, but it would certainly smack the, the sense into something. On your future walks around the greater Merrimack Valley area, just carry a wiffle ball bat with you. Mm. Make sure it's one of those yellow ones. They've got... Uh, yeah, the official wiffle ball company, mm-hmm. yeah. They've got a good a good amount of leverage behind it and a good smack behind it as well. I nice. think you'll find it to be a, an adequate weapon, and you won't have to carry around the uh, whatever, 20-ounce, 20 28-ounce Louisville Slugger. All right. Yeah. Thanks for your great podcast. We love listening. Thanks, we'll Phil. See Thanks, you. Phil. Yeah, no, I definitely, the Louisville Slugger would be it'd be a little bit, I mean, it, it, it seemed like I was out for trouble with the Louisville Slugger, um, but to have something, it would be a good idea, definitely. Yeah. Maybe the spray bottles thing, maybe the wiffle ball bat too is, uh, I don't like to necessarily have stuff in my hands over more than a bottle of water. But they make like keychain size pepper sprays. I think so. I, I think they have them I know in Walmart New Hamster. You can yeah. get those. Do you have to have a special... Um... You used to need a Class D firearms license in Massachusetts, but you no longer do. They finally changed that. So I think the Me Too people got to them. Ah, very nice. Saying that, that, well, that like you can't tell women they're not allowed to have pepper spray unless they go put their fingerprints at the police department i mean like that's nuts yeah yeah and i've also seen like those collapsible wands that people have oh I don't, they're like a pointer like a no, teacher it's not, well no in, in the sense that it's, it's telescopic like that but mm-hmm. it, it is it's very like heavy and like please use some of these things uh. or like uh muggers well thank you so much for listening guys um on to New Hampshire, I guess, right? Is that what's next? And then um, Tom might be there. Maybe not. Yeah. Eh, you're not feeling it. Okay. Um, so until then, you can listen to the Burn Barrel podcast. If you want to join us for the live chat and stuff like that, that's patreon.com slash burn barrel. A little extra content each week there as well. Also, uh, the show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. C'est la vie.